But you know, Father's Day is not technically a religious holiday, right? Uh, however, it is a great day to recognize fathers and also to be reminded of the Father's call on our lives and to remind us that we are called by Him to be men of God. In Joshua chapter 24, you can go ahead and go there if you'd like. Men of God are called to realize that our one and only Jehovah God is the one and only person who has absolute control over everything. God controls the path that we take. He's got the wheel if we'll give it to Him. So if you would, turn with me to Joshua 24 as I share just a short and snappy summary of the first verses, but I want you to listen for one common thread as I summarize these verses. Here I go. If you're ready, say amen. Here we go. Joshua gathered all the leaders and the people of Israel together, and he said, Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Whenever you read that in Scripture, you ought to perk up, because God's talking to him but he's also talking to you. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I took your father Abraham. I led him through the land of Canaan. I multiplied his descendants. And I gave him Isaac. To Isaac, I gave him Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave him the mountains of Seir to possess. I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt. Afterward, I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time, but I brought you into the land of the Amorites, and I gave them into your hand. I destroyed them from before you. Then your enemy Balak, sent that sorcerer Balaam to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore, he continued to bless you. But I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went over the, the Jordan River to Jericho. And their men and all the Ite brothers, that is, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Girgasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, but I delivered them into your hand. I have given you a land that you did not labor for. Cities which you did not build and you dwell in them. And you eat of vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Friends, did you hear that common thread in all of those verses of Scripture? Here it comes. God says, I am responsible for your life. I am responsible for all these things. Therefore, listen up. You can trust me. God says to you today, fathers, you can trust me. You can follow my lead. You can trust my leadership. You can trust where I'm leading you. Now I want to read the next four verses directly from Scripture, uh, beginning in verse 14. Listen to what Joshua writes to you and I. He says, Now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve Him 
in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is He who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from those out of bondage and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelled in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. Listen up, fathers. God works according to His eternal timetable and for His eternal purposes, and no one can stop Him. He is trustworthy. His leadership is trustworthy. If we as men of God will just submit to Him and follow His lead. However, you men who have been dads. You men who are now dads. You men who will one day be dads. You need to know that God calls you to be His man. To be His man in the realm in which you have influence. Maybe that's here at church. Maybe that's in your family. Maybe that's on your ball team. Maybe that's in your school. God calls you to be an influence in the realm in which you live. So listen up, men. God's calling you. God's calling you. And here's what He's telling you. He's telling you first that you are called to a life of dedication. Look there in verse 14. Where Joshua said, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Now friends, it's been said that to be totally dedicated to God, it's going to embrace three ideas. Being Doing and suffering. God calls us as men of God to be all that He calls us to be. To do all that He calls us to do. And to suffer whatever we need to do for the rest of our lives. No holding back. Trusting in His strength. Faithful men of God are called to demonstrate faithfulness to God in a variety of different ways. The first of which is, God calls you to participate in worship. Did you hear what Joshua said? He said, fear the Lord. Fear Him, not as in being scared of Him, but fear Him because of who He is. He is God Almighty. He is our Creator, etc. You know what? I read an illustration that said that after attending worship service with his dad one little boy went home and that night he got down on his knees at his bedside and he said dear god we had such a great time at church wish you had been there 
Now, y'all, that's striking. That's striking because I fear that too many Sundays we come to this place to check a box. We come to this place out of habit rather than to truly participate in worship. We're called, friend, we're called, dads, to honor and to exalt our creator, our sustainer, our provider, our deliverer, our healer, our redeemer, our comforter, our father, and our friend. And so if we don't come to worship God in spirit and in truth, really, what is the use? Why bother? Going through all you have to go through in order to get dressed and get ready and get the kids ready. Why bother if you're not coming here to worship the Father? Men of God, your heavenly Father calls you to participate in worship. But He also calls you to a personal commitment. Did you hear what Joshua said? He said, serve Him in sincerity and truth. I read a, a story about a fellow named Al Maxi who went and he ran into a brother in Christ in Nigeria, Africa. This man in Nigeria, this Christian brother, had a severe birth deformity where below his knees, his legs were just completely withered. He couldn't afford to walk. He couldn't afford transportation. And you know how he got to church? He crawled. This brother in Christ from Nigeria, Africa, crawled through the dust and the dirt to get to church. If you're like me, I said, well, how did he carry his Bible? He bounced it on his head and he crawled. Sometimes he had to take that Bible and place it in front of him and he would just push that Bible through the dirt as he crawled to church. Would you crawl on your knees to come and worship God? <laughs> you will one day, brother. This man is personally committed to the Lord. This man said, when the people of God come to worship, I want to be there. No matter what has to take place. He has made himself a servant of God. And no matter what happens in his life. He's going to come worship with God's people. God has called him not only to participate in worship. But he's called this man to personally commit himself to God. But there's more. Because men listen up. God also calls you to prevent idolatry. Did you hear one of the priorities that Joshua said? What did he say? He said, put away the gods. You know, the ones your daddy served and the ones that the people serve in the world that you live in, put away the gods. You see, there are a great many things that people in this world choose to worship. But we are called, friend, not to worship those things. Instead, we're not to call, be called to, to worship money. We're not to be called to worship pride or to worship possessions or even our own selfish desires. You know what God calls that? God calls that idol worship. And he says that idolatry is a sin. And if you worship the things of this world, you're committing idolatry. Therefore, you're living in sin. Choosing anything 
Choosing anyone over God is idolatry. And that kind of idolatry is sin. So let us be aware that God calls us to prevent that kind of idolatry in our lives. But finally, God also calls you men to produce fruit. Notice what Joshua said there. He said, serve the Lord. And in my Bible, there's an exclamation point. Serve the Lord, Joshua said. Serve the Lord. You see, the work of the church and therefore the work of the Christian is to produce fruit. We are called to serve our master, to give our all so that we might be used to make and to teach disciples to come after Jesus just like we have. Jesus said it this way. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And not only did I choose you, but I appointed you to go and bear fruit. To go and make and teach disciples yourself. I appointed you to do that. I have saved you to do that. So that your fruit should remain. Unfortunately, so many believers think that producing fruit is somebody else's job. Somebody give me a testimony on that. We talked in our life group this morning about the number one prior, what the number one priority in the Christian's life ought to be. And you think, well, we need to be kind and we need to be helpful. We need to love people and we need to do this and we need to do that. But you know what the number one duty of the believer is? Is to share the good news. You wouldn't be here if your calling wasn't to share the good news so that other people might come to Christ and have heaven as their eternal home. Men, it is our job to participate in worship. It is our job to personally commit our lives. It is our job to prevent idolatry in our lives. But it is also our job to produce fruit for the kingdom of heaven. And God will use you when you commit to Him this way. So it's your choice. God calls you to a call of dedication. You can either be a hero or you can be a zero. But God also calls us to make a decision. Check it out there in verse 15. Joshua said... And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua put his foot down and he said, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He drew that line in the sand. And he said, it's for me and our house, we will serve the Lord. So what is God saying there? Well, I think that what we need to do is kind of hear what Jesus had to say about it in the New Testament to open our eyes a little bit. In the New Testament, in Luke 16, 13, Jesus said it this way. No servant can serve two masters. For he will either love the one and hate the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. No one can serve God and mammon. 
No one can serve both God and the world. No one can serve God and wealth. No one can straddle the fence living halfway in righteousness and halfway in evil. To waver back and forth between the world and God is a recipe for disaster. A recipe for failure. And I want you to understand that it's an individual decision. It's not a decision that I can make for you. It's not a decision that your parents can make for you. It's a decision you must make. Joshua said, choose for yourselves. Choose for yourselves. In Romans 6, 16, Paul said it this way. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves as a slave to obey, you're that one slave? He went on to say, are you a slave of sin leading to death? Or are you slave to obedience of God with God leading to righteousness? Friends, it's this simple. Fathers, men, it's this simple. Yielding to sin makes you a slave to sin. However, yielding to God makes you a servant of God. So fathers, the choice before you is clear. You can be a hero and honor the Lord and choose Jesus, or you can be a zero and choose this world that is temporary, unrighteous, evil, corrupt, perverse. The choice is yours. But know this. When you choose one, you put away the other. If you choose the world, what you'll be doing is you'll be putting away Jesus. But if you want to, put, you want to choose Jesus, that means you've got to put away the world. There is no such thing, friend, as offering one hand to God and another hand to evil. There is no such thing as following Jesus on Sunday in church... And then following your own desires and your own pleasures at home. You become one piece. You are one with Jesus. And listen, it's your decision. And it's a very important decision. Joshua said, but as for me and my house. Not only for me. But also my house. You see, your decision, men, to serve God impacts far more than just your life. Your decision to serve God impacts your wife. Your wife is affected. Your children are affected. And their wives are affected. Your grandchildren and their spouses are affected. Your nieces and your nephews are affected. Your co-workers are affected. Your church family is affected. All by the choice you make to serve the Lord. And I could go on and on and on. All of these lives, friend, are affected by your decision to be a man who loves God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. The choice is yours. Therefore, a careful man I ought to be. For there's a little fellow that follows me. 
I simply cannot go astray for fear that He will go that way. I cannot once escape His eyes. Whatever He sees me do, He tries. Like me, He says He's going to be that little man who follows me. He thinks that I'm good and fine. He believes in every work of mine. The vile in me, He must not see. That little man who follows me. I must remember as I go through summer sun and winter snow that I am building for the years to be that little man who follows me. It might be your child. It might be your grandchild. It might be an adopted child. It might be a neighbor's child. It might be a church kid. But you're making a difference. And your decision to follow God and be a man of God will affect their lives. Men, we're called to a life of dedication and we're called to put our foot down and make a decision. But finally, we're also called to honor God with our devotion. Look in verse 16. So the people answered Joshua and they said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is He who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. You know what they said? We also... We also will serve the Lord. Why? Because He is our God. He is our God. Men, I want to remind you of something that's kind of obvious in a church setting. But a day is coming when every one of us is going to give an account of ourselves to God. And He's going to ask you, what kind of reflection were you to those in your realm of influence? Were you? Were you an impact for righteousness? When you serve the Lord, that implies that you have made God your master. You're no longer your own master. No, God is your master. So the question is this. Whom do you serve? Do you serve yourself? Or do you serve Jesus Christ? Men, who is your master? Are you a master of your own destiny? Master of your own self? Or is Jesus Christ your master? You see, it's a call to a definite surrender. The people said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord our God. Far be it from us. See, after being reminded of all the past goodness of God toward them, the people were persuaded to surrender their lives completely to serve God and Him only. So my question for you is this. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? 
How was that last breath you breathed? Pretty good? How was your breakfast this morning? We had omelets in life group. And it was good. And it came from God. Yeah, he used Brother Travis to make it, but it was good. What about you? Did you wake up this morning? Obviously you did. Have a good night's sleep, did you? That's all part of the goodness of God. And glory to God, here we are. All gathered here this morning to worship God and to thank Him for His countless blessings. Far be it from us to ever forsake the Lord our God in any area of our lives. Far be it from us. Men, listen. God calls you to a definite surrender. But He also wants you to know that it is a call to a deserving Savior. The people said, we also will serve the Lord. Why? Because He's our God. He's our God. Friends, shouldn't the memory of what Jesus suffered for you, shouldn't the memory of the victory that Jesus won for you over death, shouldn't that drive you to yield yourself and submit to serve Him for the rest of your days? There's nothing else He could have done. There's nothing more that He could have done than given Himself like He did. After all, think about this. We're not our own. We were bought with a price. Therefore, the Bible calls us to glorify God with our bodies and with our spirits. Why? Because they belong to Him anyway. They're His. Let us honor Him that way. So, fathers, today, I want you to choose for yourselves. Choose for yourselves whom you and your house are going to serve. Choose for yourself. Because, dads, you're either going to choose to be a hero or you're going to choose to be a zero. Choose wisely. Father in heaven, thank you for being our Father. Our perfect, righteous, sinless, all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful Father. Lord, we bow before you this morning in the full understanding that there are people present, people with an earshot of my voice that don't know you as their Father through Jesus Christ like they should. Father, our prayer is, is that, Father, you will speak to them in a still, soft whisper, and they'll help them to, you'll help them to realize that you've given them a high and holy calling. It's a life of dedication. It's a life to make godly decisions. It's a life of devotion, honoring you. Father, if there's an unbeliever here that would like to come to Christ today, Lord, we invite them during this decision song. If they'll just come forward, I'll show them the easy way that the Bible shows how they can be saved from the penalty of sin and be assured of their place in heaven. But Father, for the Christian who has not uh, taken their role as godly men and godly women, Father, they've usurped their role as godly influences in the realm in which they live. Father, I pray you would convict hearts, convict souls, speak to minds, and Father, help them to make a decision today that they have served their last day in the world and that for the rest of their days, they're going to serve Jesus. Lord, have your will. In your way, in this decision time, 
and we'll give you praise in advance for the hearts that you will convict in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand and sing.